This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic. I have a I look like Jared Padalecki. I got them supernaturals. So my value right now is zero. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple, smoking on the blunt because I want to run. It's all so adorable, but you can't have it. When I hit the blunt, it's a paper cut. Enforced farming is really not a vibe. Hi, everyone. My name is Cerise. I am an early or mid-twenties biopic and aspiring podcaster. You might know me from my work on such places as Clout Dynasty and my Twitter account, but what you don't know is that for the past decade, I have been suffering silently from Alexandria's genesis. This illness is genuinely debilitating to me and has had many harmful consequences of my life and it's time for me to break my silence. It is so hard for me to know who is really friends for me and my incredible, charismatic, and sexy personality, and who is only forming a relationship with me because they want to get closer to my perfect hairless body and my beautiful, stunning purple eyes. On a regular basis, I am mocked for being extremely fertile despite my lack of periods, and I get called such names as Liz Taylor, and Twilight Sparkle when I walk on the streets. That's why I'm taking this opportunity today to use my considerable platform to launch a nonprofit charity for the thousands of real people who are just like me. With your help and your funding, I will provide mental health support for other sufferers of Alexandria's genesis until we can find a cure. I will use your money to quit my job and mod a Discord page full-time for other hairless amethyst eyes hotties only. Allies will not be welcome, I'm sorry, this is a safe space. And I will also use the money to purchase a bulk supply of colored eye contacts for each of us so we can be normal passing as needed. Thank you so much as I wait in anticipation for your financial allyship. Powerful, powerful statements. <laughs> um, I, I of course am your USB Rat King, and your your chief officer of cringe, Kendall. Welcome to Big Soy Naturals. We will be giving all of our money uh, that we make from Patreon at least this week, maybe um, for the foreseeable future, but we'll have to see. You know. Yeah, colored um, contacts are really expensive. We'll they see are really expensive. We can get. We'll mm, see yeah. That. I'll definitely but, you know, try. And also, modding a Discord group is just really like taxing. It's really strenuous. I'm gonna do my best, but I'm not gonna claim like maybe I won't um, get imposter syndrome the second day and feel like, am I really good enough to mod a Discord group? Maybe someone you know, else should be doing it and not me. And and maybe I'll quit um, and leave the group in a huff and it, it'll probably implode right after that. But I'm going to do my best. And don't you want to see me try? I need $20,000 in my bank account. 
you know, to tell Cerise that they can't is actually uh, a form of uh, ableist discrimination because you're saying that not only is their, you know, their perfect purple eyes keeping them from committing to something as, as hard as this, but that their executive dysfunction and their ADHD mm. is just, you know, it's just sometimes it's a lot. And for you to not be accepting of that and understand that sometimes people with ADHD break promises and steal money. I, I mean, I don't with ADHD I don't say can't grow body hair and we're really good in swim class because it just gave <laughs> them a slight ergonomic advantage. And for you to say that you're jealous of me because I could swim a little bit faster than you because of my disability, it's just, you know, it's really beyond the pale the way that people don't think before they speak. They say, oh, you're so beautiful. And I say, I'm suffering. I actually, in, in real life, I think that eyes that aren't brown are ugly and problematic and I think that some people can make up for it by like being nice and apologizing and having a good personality but like there's definitely a hierarchy and brown eyes are at the top purple eyes if they exist are just blue eyes that are you know not confident enough in themselves to be truly blue or just you know a blood vessel spurted just is like that exploded. what it is? Is that what Elizabeth I mean, Taylor had I would, going on? You know, you know, going with color theory, I would assume blue and red make purple. So <laughs> I would say that blood and blue would be Doing drugs. Because that could be a drug side effect, maybe. It could be a drug thing, maybe. All I know is that Liz Taylor had, you know, what was it, eight weddings? And mm-hmm. that makes her... That so means she definitely suffered from Alexander's genesis because she's hot. The Twilight characters just put in like really dark blue contacts if their eyes were red, and then that would give them like a normal Elizabeth Taylor purple eyed color. I guess their eyes are only red when they're drinking blood, animal blood. But yeah, it's their feral mm-hmm. eye. It's like so when they're like really the- mad think about but on the topic of elizabeth taylor i have a little i've got a question for you i'm Mm -hmm. really curious in what your answer will be what historical figure do you want to see azalea banks beef with if you could send back in time anytime you want and have her start a feud with anyone where they respond who would it be oh my god I feel like I'd love to see her beef with Margaret Thatcher. I just feel like they'd really go at it. And I feel like she'd have a lot to say about Margaret Thatcher's like pussy. Um, and she'd come she with a lot like of her. new creative ways. She might yeah, like they her. Yeah, might, they might get along. It's a weird thing. I feel like she, I feel yeah, like initially Azalea also get along. doesn't like the Irish. She called them a bunch of inbred le- uh, leprechauns. She she does not like the Irish, but I feel like at a certain point, like it's just like they're two strong personalities and they would clash. Mm. You know, I feel That's like kind of sexist of you. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit, but in the sense of like, I just feel like she'd go to Margaret Thatcher's house, very similar to how she went to Grimes's house, 
And she would just start walking around. And eventually, like, you know, the queen is there. You know, she's just wandering around as well, getting lost within the halls. When and they bump into each other. And she says, you know. Have strong personalities. Mm. People say, oh, you guys are so cool. You should start a podcast. When two mm. women have strong personalities, they say, oh, you must be Margaret Thatcher and Azalea Banks. You must be Margaret Thatcher and Azalea Banks if you want to start a podcast together. Because, like, I, mean, oh, I would on. listen to that. I'd love to hear Azalea Banks talk that. to Miss Thatcher about political she, issues. And she would totally, she just by being herself, trap Miss Thatcher into saying really all of the abhorrent racist stuff that she was thinking. And I think that that would be kind of like revealing and fun. I'd love to see her talk to Ivan the Conqueror. I just feel like maybe he would just like explode into dust at the, at just the thought of her, like mm-hmm. the image of this sea punk goddess, absolutely destroying him verbally, I think would absolutely just make him crumble to dust and he wouldn't be able to like, I just don't think he could go on. Yeah, I think she could really take on any dictator from, like, the medieval times at a certain yeah. point. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd love to see her start a feud with the with the Romanov family. I don't think that she'd mm. have any sympathy um, for any of them and would probably make fun of the little one for whatever his, like, his blood disability was. He did yeah. not have Alexandria's genesis. He had, like, a real thing. Um, it was like hemoglobins and shit. That yeah, were like, which like I right. mean, that seems like a really difficult time for him. But also, I don't know how they thought that that boy was going to be in charge of all of Russia when you could just give him a paper cut. He should, like that's someone that you have you, to take out of the line of succession and like put in just like a comfy house. You know what she would do? I think she would she would go on her Instagram story. And she would say, and fuck you, Alexander, you and your busted hemoglobins. Mm. Why don't you go get a paper cut and just bleed out, you fucking, (laughs) you you fucking ant, you absolute scum. Like, I just feel like she'd she'd get really creative with it. And then I think she would be responsible for Anastasia's disappearance. Not because she's like, I think she would vibe with Anastasia the most. And I think actually she would just like- yeah, I think they'd be besties. I, I think feel they'd like, like she go. And Lenin would get along not on political basis, but they're both really good at insults. Mm. What what would what's Lenin's placement? Like he's astrologically. He's a Taurus. Mm, okay. So okay, I guess I like Tauruses and Geminis don't typically get along if you're just doing like sun sign theory, but have you if you've read any of his like responses to Trotsky there's definitely just like the the essence of a proto Azalea Banks Instagram post um Mm -hmm. a little like proto Azalea Banks tweet in there Azalea's gotta have some Taurus in her chart because she's very stubborn I hope that she gets to put out another album people need to just Mm. let her say whatever she wants it's fine I think she needs a podcast she needs her own podcast Azalea if you're listening Come on. Come on, Big Soy Naturals. We are Natural. third uh, podcast host. We need someone to explain Reddit to us. That's the one thing mm-hmm. that we're missing. I feel like Azalea probably is on Reddit. Maybe not now, but I feel like she might not have been now. on it in like 2012. She definitely was. 
I understand why she doesn't want to get on Discord uh, for many, many reasons. You know, it is it is the gamer's den, in a sense. Like, the mm-hmm. loading screens are all say things like, you know, all your base belong to us, which is just... Yeah. But... <laughs> So, and, you know, Grimes is there. So I understand why she doesn't want to get on. But I do think she could have the craziest Discord server if she wanted. So, you know, in the Azalea Grimes texts on Signal, the thing that has been just, like, in my mind every so often recently, there's many parts of that conversation that just runs through my head. But the part where Grimes tells Azalea that Elon runs signal that Mm. seems like a very funny thing that i feel like he probably tells all the girls that he hooks up with like yeah like we have to talk using this encrypted messenger service i'm gonna set the messages to like delete immediately for privacy reasons because um everyone's coming after me also it's my app yeah and my uncle works for nintendo it's my sleepover and I get to choose the movie. Mm-hmm. Very like, like And I feel like it would be so Grimes also to just like any app that Elon tells her to download. She's like, oh, did you make it, babe? And he's like, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally did. I made that. I made Nintendo. Um... I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. I guess speaking of people that we went to high school with, my other question for you, Kendall, is what subgroup at the anime convention has the most revolutionary potential? Mm, it's a good question. Hitalia has the least. Um, that because was my follow-up question, but yeah, that yeah. goes with They have the least. Yeah, just bottom of the barrel. Um, Attack on Titan is only not even it's, it's right there with them. They're 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 on the same level. There's I think no Attack ranking on there. Titan is today's answer to the question like what is Hitalia? and yeah. <laughs> and I wish no I wish really, there wasn't such a thing. No one really talks about Hitalia's very specific anti-Korean sentiment that is just like very vivid throughout all of it like there's a lot of just like like they love all the europe they love making all the european countries into uwu soft boys but like korea is just like this horrible little like hapless nerd and like that's kind of <laughs> like it's just it's very strange yeah and um, for those who don't know congratulations Hitalia was an anime that really should have landed every single person involved in creating it into a re-education camp um, that personified the countries during the conflicts of World War II. But um, not only are all of the characters now, well, like the countries are characters who are like cutesy anime figures. It is on the side of the Axis powers Um, Mm -hmm. and people used to, and probably still do, they, they, I know they still do because I looked up Italian fan art not that long ago. They ship like Italy with Germany and Germany with Japan and, um, my history classes during high school were ruined by people who watched Italia, um, Mm -hmm. 
no revolutionary potential there. No. People I think, were and not making good jokes during the World no. War II section of history no. class as a result of Italia, and they were yes. wearing cat ears to class. It was very painful. A lot of times people were like, Ugh, like cosplaying as these countries with their little party city wigs on and they were, you know, putting on armbands and like iron crosses and being like, but it's fine. I'm playing like a, I'm playing like a cool Italia character. It was just, it was painful. Anytime you went to a con, it was just awful. Um, I, I will say. Jewish and yeah. like, I do like to have a little joke every once in a while, but I do draw the line, I think at, uh, like a just an uwu like anime convention going person showing up to my freshman history class in Germany cosplay for the World War Two unit. No, and then they're doing funny jokes because they're quoting Italian. But it's like this this show was not it was not a drama. It was a it was a comedy, and everyone was cute mm-hmm. and like. I think that Germany was like the quiet, serious type, and Italy was like goofy, sort of, and Japan horny. was horny? Was horny? Okay. No, Italy, I think, was the horny was one. Like um, it was bizarre to see people like making these Tumblr posts where they were just naming countries as if they were people. And if you didn't really know anything about Hitalia, you were just kind of left in the lurch of like, oh my God, Germany just being like a cute little small bean while like Italy just goes, OMG, I'm so random cheese. And you're just kind of like left in the lurch of like, did some geopolitical conflict happen that I didn't know about that involved the word small bean? Like, I don't really understand. I think oh. that we could perhaps blame um Italia and maybe this is a different podcast episode but we could start with Italia with like the foundation of the eventual like British um fetishization that took place on Tumblr because there were a good few years where everyone on there collectively decided that they wanted to be from the UK uh specifically not the cool part of the UK, which is Ireland or Scotland. Um, they wanted yeah, to. Be, they wanted to be British. They wanted to be full like. Uh, they wanted to be like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. But who's revolutionary at the anime convention? Oh, I think, and you might find it surprising, but also you might not. I think the Homestuck fandom has the most potential for radicalization. Oh. Next to, um, I think furries could be pretty close, but they're also, the thing with furries is that they can also go the other way. Yeah. yeah, they can go the other way because of how accepting their community is. I will do an episode in the future how I think a lot of the normal people on the internet who like hate furries. I think it's just a a dog whistle for homophobia, but I do think circling back around the other way that furries are a little too accepting in their community of pretty much everybody. And that's how you get furries in thousand dollar fursuits that are colored to look like the Confederate flag. So Homestuck I think is the most, has the most potential for radical, um, like radicalization just because I think not only are they like extremely logged on, they're all pretty much gay. Um, and they also have like, they, they tend to cause a lot of anarchy at cons. And I think if you steered that anarchy in the right direction, it could be moved to something a little more like healthy. 
um, mm. both for themselves and for society. I think I can imagine a bunch of trolls like in their little like gray pa- face paint, like storming the Capitol, but in like a cool way, not in like a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people have stormed capitals in cool ways plenty of times before. Yeah, I don't know if it would be that cool if they were in homestuck outfits. They look pretty similar to that goat guy that did it recently, Maybe. but with different yeah, but like. But they would have like, but like some of them have like robot arms. If I'm remembering correct, see, I only read a hundred pages don't of Homestuck. Know anything about Homestuck? Because we're going I, to have to have a guest on. I know, yeah. Like someone will need to explain Homestuck to me because I know it's important. I intentionally avoided a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I also, for some reason, thought it was like in the same universe as Welcome to Nightville. Um, so that's fair. I mean, a yeah. lot of human human versions of these characters just turned out to be blonde white men with a third eye. Like, so I understand why you would think like they're kind of in the same universe. Cause it's all sharp teeth and blonde hair. And they're like so, spooky, spooky, right? Like yeah. Welcome to Nightville is kind of spooky. Yeah. Um, welcome to Nightville. Still like, going? More like a, yeah. That's, it's still going. I think um, it's not, you know, I think it's not as good as it used to be, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> I read the first few hundred pages of Homestuck because that's what I was told to do by a friend. Like I was reading some of it and I was like, I'm not sure if I really like this, dude. And they were like, no, like get into it. Like you'll like just get into the first hundred pages because that's when the trolls show up. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is that I, I was really stupid and I didn't realize that there's like there's a drop down text box at least initially when when it started, that has all the dialogue in it. So I read the first 100 pages and there's nothing happening because I'm not reading any of the dialogue because I don't know that it's down there. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm not understanding a single thing that's happening here because there is no dialogue. And I thought that was like part of it. So that, and then on the 100th page, I, I go to the drop down menu and I realize, oh shit, there's like all this dialogue that I missed. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to read any of that. And I don't want to catch up. Like, and the fact that I felt that I think was enough for me to realize, like, you know, what? I'm not going to care enough about this to continue. Um, But I know it's important. There's like a fundamental part of storytelling to it that was like foundational to how digital storytelling is now. So I think we do have to talk about it at some point. I'm excited to learn because I think that maybe had I gotten into Homestuck, before 2016, I wouldn't have been so cynical about electoral politics, and maybe I would have invested a little bit more into my like pretty like lukewarm support of Bernie Sanders. I was just like, yeah, I guess I'm gonna vote for this guy, but I don't care that much. But maybe if I was like a Homestuck fan, I would have been like canvassing for Bernie. So you think if there were more Homestuck fans, Bernie could have won? Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> and maybe here's how yeah. he can still win is we have mm. to activate our audience into wait, do you read or watch Homestuck? Hmm. I you read, read Homestuck. You read it, and but there's like some flashing videos. There's some fan stuff. I know that there like it's it's more of a universe and it's pretty confusing. Um I would say like some people so have compared some people have compared the Minecraft YouTuber universe to Homestuck in how it is ex- it is extremely logged on. It has a bunch of characters. It has several different other universes that have been made by fans but are considered canon. 
and then some that are considered not canon. Like it's a very confusing yeah, that's, universe. That's literally socialism because you've got like yeah. your Marxism, your Marxism Leninism. So that's like that's canon. But then you've got like, <laughs> your anarcho syndicalism, which is like oh maybe like canon light, like it's controversial. Don't forget ANCAP. That's well, that's, like a whole not, other... that's not canon. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of characters. <laughs> yeah. They're all logged on. I think, yeah, I think maybe the the Homestuck to Socialism pipeline so cool. is one that I believe in without knowing anything at all about Homestuck. And so what you're saying is either a Hetalia like Karl Marx, Lenin, uh, like leftist show animation. That was shipping Germany with anyone. They voted for Trump. I don't care if, yeah. if they didn't live in the United States. They became an American citizen so that they could vote for Trump. <laughs> they were bust in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Italia fans bust in <laughs> to vote I, for Trump. It, that's not true because I did de-radicalize a Italia fan in high school, and she's like very mm. cute now. But. I think that that is an exception to the rule. And I can't imagine that many of those people are people that we would want to know today. They're definitely... Well, they're Attack on Titan fans now. They've got a Kekistan flag in their room. (laughs) They're uh, total Pepe heads. Um, Or they're just Attack on Titan fans now. I've seen several Attack on Titan fans in the street here in Portland. They're wearing the shirts. And I'm just like, how can you wear a shirt with like a proto-fascist like insignia on the back. It's like part of the army of like this fictional universe. I just try and like not be like, oh, hey, isn't that like a little weird that I'm doing this right now? Or like a jacket, like they have these leather jackets and I found them on Crunchyroll. They're like fake leather, but they go for like $80 or like sometimes Mm. more. And it's just like, you spent $80 on like, little nazi fan jacket i just find that like that must be an old italia fan or at least if you had shown if they're younger if you had shown them italia they would have been like yes this is this is for me like i love this i don't want to smoke i just want to smoke i don't want to smoke i just want to smoke would you buy the Brooklyn Bridge from Tumblr user Zubat if she told you the funds were going to LGBT teens? That's the question on everyone's mind today, and that's the question that we're asking on Big Soy Naturals. I'm Cerise, your host, your guide. Kendall, would you buy the bridge? Would I buy the bridge? Hmm. I mean, think about this. The funds are going to LGBT teens. They are. It's just like, can I trust a NASA scientist to do the right thing? You Hmm. haven't asked what are the LGBT teens going to do with the funds? What are they going to do with the funds? They're going to buy Hitalia figurines. Oh, no. Then no. (laughs) Absolutely not. They need them. Their parents won't let them get them because their parents all have anti-Italian discrimination and so don't want them to buy the figurines of like the sexy, woo-woo, like horny Italian character. And so Tumblr user Zubat is going to sell you the Brooklyn Bridge for a low, low price of $500,000. And then she's going to funnel that money 
in a complicated way where she first buys bonds um, and then sells those bonds and then purchases gift cards for like different uh, anime figurine stores. And then she's going to buy mailing slips and then she's going to mail the gift cards to LGBT teens so that they can buy uh, anime figurines of their favorite characters from Hitalia. Mm. If I know anything about economics, which I don't, um, that it would be considered trickle down economics. Um, so, I mean, in a sense, like that's the free market and I would consider saying yes, but I was wondering if we could maybe compromise on Hitalia figurines and I could instead get them, or at least Alex could instead get them. Um, Miss Zuba could get them like fruits basket figurines. So you you are denying the LGBT teens the agency and autonomy to pick what anime figurine characters they want. Do they all want? Do they all want Hitalia figurines? All of them? Yes, they're (laughs) they're racist. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a fun for racist teens. They're the they're the volunteers <laughs> on the Pete Buttigieg campaign, and they're unemployed now. Um, they weren't making any money, but they were volunteering. But we need to so give them something for their efforts. It's yeah, been like I two mean, years. They had so many high high hopes. What are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Kendall, my dearest, my my favorite friend. Um, do you remember <laughs> Tumblr user Zubat? I do. I do painfully well. Um, I, I will say, I don't think. Them? Were you in a mutual I, with them? I was not. I, I was following them for a brief time. I think just because they were posting like nerd shit, you know, I think they must have been posting like super hulak at the time because that's like kind of what I was into. I'll admit it. I was, I was a Doctor Who fan. And by consequence, I was a Sherlock fan. But I was not a Supernatural fan. So that made me unique and special. And I think that's what got me out. I'm like a gold star Tumblr user because I was not any of those three. But continue. So you were following Zubat? For like a short time. And then like, of course, everything happened. And uh, before I could even unfollow them, when I found out that this was happening, they had already like deleted. So... um, I was following a lot of people. I still follow a lot of people. I have I have a bit of a problem where I like to collect little people. Um, <laughs> I like to follow people and just kind of collect them. Like little dolls for my little social media feed. Um, so I wouldn't say like I was like super familiar with her, but occasionally she would show up on my feed and she would be like, oh, I'm working at NASA. <laughs> and like, oh, I've got my like Google Glass on. I remember these Google Glass pics oh, that you yeah. would um. <laughs> she said that she would never wear them um, except that they gave them to her for work at NASA. Yeah. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. I did not follow Tumblr user Zubat. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but I think that when I was looking through some of her older posts, I saw some of the people that I was in mutuals with like showing up on her page, which makes sense. I had a couple friends that had pretty high follower accounts and I think Mm. that 
a lot of those people were just all following each other because like I don't know clout or something tumblr clout um but I think that the kind of content that she made made didn't really appeal to me because it was a lot of like mm, condescending mental health explanations she she has bpd and so like had a lot of posts about like how people were invalidating her um like people with like separate posts not directed at her saying like (laughs) oh like it's fucked up to you know yell at your friends um and maybe instead like when you're angry at them you should try talking to them respectfully and she's like this is really harmful to me as someone who has bpd and you should really think about me um before you make this general statement so i wasn't too into her and i think also like there were many many tumblr users that had kind of like a cult of personality surrounding them and like had a lot of fans and i was not usually into any of those people um not like yeah not really for any particular reason i think i just like i didn't like her style that much which is i think what people were mainly following her for that and like her condescending mental health content or like when she would get into arguments with people of color on Tumblr about racism and then claim like any uh, (laughs) racial identity to like validate her point. Um, And that just wasn't what was interesting to me at the time. So I knew of her, but I didn't really become aware of her until the Leela Project scandal. Um, But for those lucky people not in the know at all we did too much research i learned too much um tumblr user zubat her full name i thought was alex like rigoin maybe not sure if i'm pronouncing that correctly but in classic tumblr scammer fashion her real name is alex miller Um, or like Alexis Miller, but she went by Alex. Um, and actually this is another interesting thing that I maybe will get galaxy brained about later, but when she was on Tumblr, she was very into also making posts about her non-binary identity and Mm -hmm. used primarily they pronouns and also was okay with she and he. Um, but since being chased off Tumblr, only uses she pronouns so put a pin in that um but Mm -hmm. she yeah she had a famous tumblr blog mainly for her outfits and her makeup looks um people thought that she was really pretty i think she looks a lot like ruby rose so (laughs) your mileage might vary there she do with that what you was like probably 18 i think when she started like becoming a famous person on tumblr was yeah, she 20, was really young. 21 when she was chased off. During that time, she claimed to be a working nurse, a paleontologist, and also a NASA employee, all while attending university for something else. 
um, would like often talk about her difficult past life as a full service sex worker, which ended up not being true. She like claimed to make really good money and would like brag about it from camming, but then would also regularly post like, oh, like my glass is broken. I like really need to get new glasses next week and I like don't have the money for it. Not post how much money the glasses are, um, knowing that someone in her following, since she had a really massive following, would donate money and a couple people would probably donate. Um, And stuff like that regularly. while also being like oh I'm like making so much money like camming which like I mean doesn't say like sometimes you make money and then you don't have it like I know what that's like but it mm, seemed to me at the time and also now that I think she was more interested in getting to say that she was um like camming so that she could insert herself into any discourse that was happening online about sex work i mean that seemed to be the the main modus operandi for why she came up with so many of these jobs like i would call like there's a certain post that has bled onto the rest of the internet that i think started on tumblr and it's the buckle up post buckle up Mm -hmm. frick fracks and let me tell you about tumblr user zubat and her scam and like that's that's kind of the format where it would be like, buckle up frick fracks and let me tell you the real truth about paleontology or working at NASA or being a sex worker or being a nurse. And like, here I'm a nurse or like my mom's a nurse. And like, here's like the real things you need to know about like having a period or having yeah. a heart attack. Just like giving not sourced information um, about like either a historical figure or like a type of science often like a lot of history and science uh, posts are formatted like this and they currently are on like TikTok and Twitter, but I think Mm -hmm. it started on Tumblr and she was definitely, I think a huge part of that. I remember a lot of her posts going around about paleontology that were like pretty big. And then some people who like actually wanted to at least be paleontologists because a lot of people on Tumblr were teens um, who had actually read at least a decent amount about paleontology were like, "Uh, no, that's not like actually true. Like, you're wrong about dinosaur bones like yeah. like a lot of stuff like that we're just so I think she was a huge culprit of something that I think was really common and popular on Tumblr and still happens a lot in like internet discourse where people feel like they need to claim certain identities to have a legitimate voice in a conversation probably because they don't have that much confidence in their opinions on their own um Mm -hmm. and so you can't just say like oh this is what I think about this topic that's related to racism you have to be like and I am also this thing which is why I was able to find multiple different posts where she refers to herself as Aztec, Olmec, Mm -hmm. Mayan, Cherokee, and Navajo (laughs) and those were just in you know the first couple of uh pages where I was like trying to find things about her race so she was claiming multiple different like racial and ethnic identities so that whenever you know someone had something to say about 
maybe something related to indigeneity, like instead of just being like, this is what I think about it, or like, this is my opinion, you have to be like, oh, I'm this. So that's the authority that's like being given to this situation. Um, and, and then saying something like wrong. Um, I think part of the reason. And that's all, yeah. Also, because like, I, I think a lot of people on Tumblr at the time were very opposed to the idea of thinking that someone who holds a marginalized identity could be wrong about a subject that involves them. And it would make their brain short circuit if like, you know, like two trans women would argue with each other about something related mm-hmm. to like being trans because they were like, well, then who's right? Who's right? Like yeah. <laughs> there needed to be. And, and, and I think, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, but I think Tumblr in good and bad ways founded a lot of discourse, like, like, mm-hmm. di- like methods of discourse. And the main one is like, there has to be a right and a wrong. Um, there can't just be two people having a conversation, um, partially because like the, the, the conversations that were happening on Tumblr and that happen online a lot are pretty bombastic. Um, and, you know, very like confrontation heavy. Yeah, I mean, it was in, like, like two a- mentally ill people like yeah. shouting in a, in a crowded room. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of the reason she could get away with it for so long um, is that Zubat was, you know, micro Tumblr is a micro blogging platform, meaning like it's not really tied to your face or identity only in the sense of like when it's on your feed, um, you're just seeing the username. And if you see it a couple times, you might not really know. You might kind of just forget, right, mm-hmm. that she's done this. Um, but if you like followed her for a while, eventually you could kind of catch on to the pattern that was happening where yeah, she would just like, kind of. I think identity. because I didn't follow her, her because I didn't follow her. Um, if something with her name showed up on my feed and she was claiming like a different indigenous identity, like I wouldn't remember that yeah. a few weeks prior she had been claiming a different one. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's hard to talk about this without, uh, at least for other people, not us because we're smart, but without it like devolving into accusations of like oppression Olympics. And that's not really what it was um, because I don't think that people really had a good analysis of oppression in the first place. It really was just like, you don't get to talk about this thing unless you are X. Um and also, I think more from people who weren't in those groups, people feeling like they had to be able to weigh in, um, yeah. didn't have the confidence to share what they thought on its own merits, and so needed to make up a bunch of lies in order to participate because maybe what they were seeing didn't align with what they agreed with, like maybe because they were wrong. Um, cause I, I remember it being a constant occurrence. I used to have a blog dedicated to this where I would repost, um, like people thinking that they were going anonymous to someone's blog and being like, here's this like really racist thing that I think, and by the way, I'm black, so checkmate, but like it would be attached to their account and they would be white. Like um, it would be it would be the same per- the same person's blog, and they'd go mm-hmm. into their ask box and pretend to be an anonymous hater, and be like, yeah. "You're not like really X Y Z, so shut the fuck up." And then they would be like, "Oh, silly child, you don't know what you're talking about." And then you'd see the post, and it's just like it's just them talking to themselves. It's just like looking in the mirror over and over again, mm-hmm. just kind of practicing their UN debate speech. Yeah, and that's why. 
I wanted to put a pin in Zubat's previous pronouns. Like, sometimes people change their mind. Sometimes people realize different things work for them. It's no big deal. I don't care. It's not my business. I do think that there is something interesting and something to note about a person who was comfortable with using a certain set of pronouns in a place where that would contribute to like their small beanification and then uh, changed their mind about that once they moved to like, I mean, she's in her like flop influencer era, like an Instagram account that definitely only has bot followers trying to be an influencer in LA and it's yeah. like not going to happen. Like but, the first time she got back on Instagram, she was pretending mm-hmm. to be Chinese and then people found her yeah. again. Cause they, I mean, the thing is, is that not many people posted selfies on Tumblr, but she did all the time. Uh, mainly to, I think to kind of keep up with her facade of being like a cam girl. Cause she's like, look at this like lingerie. Someone sent me for my Amazon. She would list. promote like, her, her cam on her Tumblr only. And didn't promote it elsewhere, which is also interesting because for Mm -hmm. her to have been making as much money as she said she was making, she would probably have needed to promote it elsewhere um, and more often. But it's it's just like a a really common um, attribute of a lot of like the charlatans that were on Tumblr and that have like moved to other sites to claim different marginalized identities, particularly ones that like are hard to prove by just looking at someone. Like, I don't know if you remember the count um, HIV living um, with the person who was pretending to have HIV so that they could run like an HIV support blog. And I think they ended up getting found out through plagiarized Hamilton fic, which is interesting. Yeah, because they were making Hamilton fic about Mm Uh, Hamilton characters having AIDS like once again it points to this idea that you're bringing up about like they need to feel like their point of view is legitimized including when they're writing fictional right like Like, it's not problematic to write about Hamilton characters having an illness if you also have that illness but it is problematic if you don't have it for their way to grieve with their illness well, it's, mm-hmm. it's this weird mental calculus they're doing where it's like, okay, well, I can't write Hamilton fanfic ha- like what, like about Hamilton characters having AIDS who are actually historical figures mm-hmm. unless I also have that disease because then that's me coping with my disease that I have that is fictional, that I am also writing about fictional characters having that disease who are then also based on real people. Like there's yeah. this weird ethical like backflipping they're doing um, to get to a certain point where they feel like also it will be so valid in control. Running like a like an actual support blog that was active, mm-hmm. like that did many things outside of the Hamilton universe specifically to justify their Hamilton yeah. thing is um, it's very Tumblr, but this is what we mean we when we spend more <laughs> our time on this podcast talking about every race faking white girl on Tumblr who is messy. 
we would never stop. Um, yeah. So that's like not really the thing that mm, is why Zubat matters, but it is probably why she is this way. So for those who don't know, um, Zubat started a not well a nonprofit. Uh, a charity that'll like I guess be clarified later um, called the Lila Project and it was named after Mm -hmm. Lila Alcorn who was a trans teen that died by suicide in um, 2014 Um, and she posted her suicide note to Tumblr which is I think why it gained so much attention she said it to a timer um so i think that it was posted a few hours after her death um and then there was a follow-up note um and she had pretty conservative christian parents who sent her to conversion therapy and this was um you know what she cited as the reason why she didn't want to live anymore and her suicide note got a lot of attention for like obvious reasons um and i think because a lot of people on tumblr resonated with what she was saying and also because she chose the platform tumblr to share this it just really took a life of its own i think it it, you know it was a huge deal offline too there were lots of different um like lgbt and like trans activists that were talking about Leela after her death but I I feel like I remember that time on on Tumblr and it I think for a lot of people felt very personal because it was a person who was similar to them um like maybe in age um or like in identity and like definitely also because like here is a person sharing what they were going through on the same website that you do. So I think a lot of people were really interested in finding some way to like mm, channel those feelings into something that was helpful. And that's where Zubat came in. So I think it definitely rocked the world oh, of a lot ahead, of cis people. Yeah, no, I just think it I just think it looked, like rocked the world of like a lot of cis users on Tumblr. Like I think this was yeah, kind of the true. first and offline where it's just like I think this was kind of one of those first experiences for a lot of people who, you know, um aren't trans mm-hmm. uh to kind of experience like a, a real like close to home suicide. Um Yeah really like was the direct result of of heinous bigotry um at the hands of like family that's something that like you know i think to hear to see it so viscerally especially through the note of somebody on some like mm-hmm. like a personal suicide note on somebody's blog um was considered like i remember the articles about leela were very specifically referencing how like she left a suicide note on her blog and isn't that like just like this very different thing that like we all get to kind of see something like this. And Um, and I think that there is also, you know, her parents being like 
foul, heinous people that will not be seeing heaven. Um, Pretty shortly after her death had her blog taken down. But before that, and because, you know, like people on the internet like to archive things, there's so much of her blog that's still available to read online. And Mm -hmm. you can read her suicide note anywhere. And Tumblr um, was and still is like a really personal platform for a lot of people. So you can go through someone's blog um, and depending on the way that they're posting, like you can really feel like you know a lot about them. And so I remember not that long after finding out about her death, just like scrolling through some of the screenshots of her blog and just like really getting a sense of who this person was. And so I think that made the death feel a lot more personal to me too. Um, And I think a lot of people felt the same way. And I think it's important to note that in, in her suicide note, it ended with like a call to action. She wanted all of her um, possessions and money to be donated to a transgender advocacy charity. She didn't name one probably because she didn't know of any, because she didn't get any resources when she was um, alive. And she ended it with saying, my death needs to mean something. My death needs to be counted in the number of transgender people who commit suicide this year. Mm -hmm. I want someone to look at that number and say, that's fucked up and fix it. Fix society, please. So, I think that combination of feeling a personal connection to her and the call to action made people on Tumblr specifically feel responsible for doing something next. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still kind of yeah. my foundation in a lot of ways. Like, it, I think it was kind of my first experience of just like, I don't know. I think now I think a lot of people are desensitized to the very like real uh, phenomena now of like people becoming ghosts online, Mm -hmm. like their social media profiles becoming like the last sort of visage of their memory. And especially that's dedicated to something so like personal and a lot of it having to do with like abject suffering. Um, That was like kind of my first taste of that feeling. Um, like from someone I didn't know. And I think that that just kind of like really rocked my foundations in a lot of ways. And I did feel like I wanted to reach out and help. I didn't have the disposable income to do so. Um, yeah. But I yeah. do remember my feeling like, oh wow, I can't believe the legal project is happening. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my I was in college by the time of her death. Um, I had just started school and my, um, my, not my school uh, itself, but I think one of the clubs in the school had a fundraiser and a drive for the Leela project because like, I think everyone was really excited about a way that we could plug in. Um, And yeah, I, I was just looking up the stats like within 48 hours of her posting her note, it had already been like, reblogged and liked on Tumblr to get 200,000 notes. 
And then it was, you know, deleted by her parents afterwards. So it was reposted in like a bunch of other forms. But like that was how quickly this blew up. Um, And I remember everyone the next few days just like mm, asking questions about what can we do to support people like Leela? What can we do to honor her wishes how can we follow through on this call to action but everyone was um i like i don't know how young the average user on tumblr was i don't think that they were all teens Uh, it was a lot of like mid and late 20s people that i followed on tumblr and people in their 30s but like there were a lot of teenagers a lot of people that don't have disposable income Um, and so i think that that's why the idea that Zubat came up with was mm, attractive to a lot of people because it did involve money, but it also um, had other ways that people could participate. So the Leela project, as Zubat announced it, was um, a charity slash nonprofit um, where she like waffled back and forth after things went awry about what to call it. But the intention with it was to purchase clothing and makeup um, and other sort of like hygiene supplies. Uh, binders. For, like yeah, yeah, like binders also um, for trans youth. Um, And so she was accepting donations in the form of those objects themselves, but also um, in money. And I think, yeah, people really liked the idea. Um, Although, you know, as I think about it, it doesn't really, um, not that that, that that is a bad thing to do, but that in response to what Leela was asking for does not really do the thing. No. Because Leela was not um, in her note asking for like supplies. She was asking for community and emotional support. Um, Almost rescuing from her own situation, not like a like a physical transplant almost. Yeah, like asking not not that, like this kind of project is um, a bad yeah. one, but just that in in response to that call to action, it it like now that I'm reflecting on it, doesn't really address what was being asked for. Yeah. Um, I think in in response, it would have been more apt to end conversion, to call for the end of conversion therapy Mm -hmm. um, or organizations that um, are attempting to end conversion therapy. um, And, you know, that was the the impact of it in um, Cincinnati, at least, uh, or not Cincinnati, but like, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati was where Leela was from. and conversion therapy like was outlawed in response to her yeah. death. So that was like the kind of thing that I think she was asking for, not really the kind of thing that a bunch of teens and maybe 
early 20s people online would be able to participate in or would know that they have a way to participate in that. Um, yeah. So it, it makes sense that they turn to something else. Um, and so Zubat really quickly raised a lot of money. Um, <laughs> she, or should we call her Zubat or should we call her Alex? Um, it is funny to call her Zubat like she is a Pokemon. Um, but you know, she's she, just kind she of attacking. Yeah, she fundraised around $16,000 in donations on GoFundMe, around 2000 on PayPal, and then another 5000 on other platforms. And that's just what Zubat claimed. So likely it's more because I um, had read other posts of people saying that they gave her like direct donations. Mm-hmm. Um but Direct at least, yeah, 16000 on GoFundMe, another 2000 on PayPal, and then 5, And this came 000. together fast, too. It this came was... together really fast. Well, the 5000 that was, like, from other platforms, that was confusing to me because I was like, well, what other platforms? And I um, went to – there's a Tumblr account that doesn't exist anymore, but if you go on the Wayback Machine, it was called Exposing Alex. I got – a lot of information from there so I do want to cite them but someone um, came forward on there and said that they had um, asked someone like this was a trans person who asked someone to donate in their name five thousand dollars directly to Alex so it was it was a lot of people like doing the most that they could I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I would never blame anyone who gave to this project. As we said before, it's just, like, it was a very clear, like, cut thing that felt, that is obviously very attractive to a lot of people, especially after some, like, really great tragedy, like Leela Acorn's death, or Alcorn's death, um, and I think that that's something that uh, I would never blame anyone for. And like, I think even at the time people were just like, you manipulated us, you made us feel like, you know, we were helping and doing something and instead you just took it all away. Um, and that I think, I think it was a lot of people's first taste of uh, Tumblr scamming and Tumblr lying. Um, but this one, I think, is probably the most uh, notable only because it was something truly morally wrong. Yeah, um, I mean, it, like, is, the it is evil. The TV pilot. Like, it is It yeah. is actually just evil. Um, yeah. Which I think, you know, it, that's, that's why I wanted to talk about this one um, as opposed to some of the other Tumblr scammers because I think that um like the, it just is on so many levels um completely morally emaciated and i remember just feeling rocked at the time i didn't donate any money to the lila project because i didn't no. have any money um i did give some clothes to the clothing drive that was happening at my school um 
But uh, yeah, I just remember feeling rocked because I wanted to do something. And I was given, I mean, it, it's in Leela's name. And that yeah. is so disgusting and so evil that you would take the name of someone who is not around to defend themselves and use it to raise what in the grand scheme of things is actually not a lot of money but is a lot of money to the the people who thought it was going somewhere meaningful so that you can buy yourself makeup and clothes and stay in some hotel rooms and like go out to things bars not even like that are completely inconsequential like they're not long like, it's not even like like some people who commit credit card debt they you know they buy like seven toasters but then they also buy like food for their family and like a, like things that are long-term helping with their health um i think w- what was so uh like that pissed people off the most was that it was very obvious and open. Um, there was a lot of clear cut evidence that what Zubat was doing was, was just pure shallow, like just indulgence um, that she didn't yeah, need. I mean, she like, was posting pictures from hotel rooms that she was staying in, like fancy mm-hmm. hotel rooms and captioning it the view from my room. <laughs> um, yeah. While it's, it's not the, it's the, like the about where, yeah. where their money was going. It's the blatant, like flagrant uh, showing off of like all of like, look at all these things that I'm getting and I'm doing. Um, and then people are like, Hey, knock, knock. Like what, what's happening with like the, the Lila project I was really excited for. Like what's happening. And it's just like, it, it almost feels like, it, I think it almost felt to a lot of people like she was like evilly laughing and being like, muhaha, look at all like the, the things that I'm doing with your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in someone's name who in her life was already silenced enough. Um, well, and the last, was, like, the last thing that she asked for was for people to do something for people like her and then to take yeah. that wish and, like, use it to buy makeup from Rite Aid. Like, yeah. fuck you. You're yeah, evil. The, there's, like... <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's, it is... Um, more evil than anything that I could think of on my own. Yeah, it's just putrid. And especially, you know, like, Leela didn't even get her own name put on her grave. And then you you take her name, you put it on a not licensed, non-for-profit charity slash whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, uh, taking that money and running. And the thing is, is that the thing is with a lot of these Tumblr scams is that no one really gets the, like, whatever, if you believe in, like, the justice system, which we here at Big Soy Naturals do not, um, mm-hmm. this is just more proof that the justice system doesn't really work in the way that you want it to if you believe in it. Because, like, most of these Tumblr scams, these people, like, if they're committing white-collar crime, like, this, these, like, 
you know, stealing thousands of dollars, like these Indiegogo scams where they like pretend that they're going to make a TV pilot or like a com a web comic or a comic book or like an animated TV series, blah, blah, blah. Like they, they just kind of do it and then just kind of get away with it. Even if you report them on Indiegogo, there's no guaranteeing that those people are going to see like the IRS come knocking at their door or the police like, like, if you believe in these kind of systems, I think, like, even for, like, non-violent crime, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, these, yeah, I mean, do these you people- think that any law enforcement agency is going to dedicate time and resources to get money that a bunch of, like, probably mostly other LGBT teens, like, gave in small increments to, um, like fundraise for help for other LGBT teens? No. So that was just money that was lost. And they, um, like, yeah, so so Alex stayed silent um, for a long time while people were starting to become suspicious. And it took a while for people to really, like, get, get there because she had, you know, garnered a lot of goodwill for herself on Tumblr um, by pretending to work at NASA um, and whatever else it is that people liked about her. But eventually, you know, people were starting to get nervous, especially as, like, her presence online was kind of ramping down. And that was when this blog, which was first called Exposing... Alexis, um, and then renamed itself Exposing Alex, um, posted, has anyone received anything from the Leela Project? And I'm just going to read it in its entirety because it has a lot of good information in it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it says, we have found no evidence that even one person has received a package from Alexis Ann Miller, alias Alex Rygoyan. I'm really sorry to whoever actually has that last name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Since the Leela Project was founded in January. According to the project's most recent post, which claims that due to lack of funding, the project will be closed at the end of April, 120 packages were sent out. Shouldn't there be at least one thank you note or picture of a package posted by the project or receiver? We noticed that the project claimed each package costs $82 shipped. The GoFundMe page for the project raised $15,992. GoFundMe takes 7.9% of proceeds plus 30 cents per donation for all 699 donations. So that's $14,518.93. They also raise money through PayPal, partnerships with businesses, other online fundraisers, and local fundraisers in Miller's hometown of Los Angeles. Even if the 14,000 was the total, they should have been able to send 177 packages, not including any of the clothes and stuff they got donated to them. Sending 120 packages, according to their math, would cost 9,840. According to the International Business Times write-up on the project, on February 12th, there were already 100 packages sent out by that date. Were any packages sent out since? We sent Miller a message 48 hours ago telling them to prove they sent out packages and people got them or we would expose their lies to the public. 
They then posted saying they were sending out prom dresses, followed by the post saying that the project is closing down. We believe that they never sent out any packages at all. We hope we're wrong. If anyone has proof that packages got to them or that the project is even a legally registered charity, send it to us. So it was after that that Alex decided to stop the project. And so that was when okay, she posted. Yeah. Or sorry, what did you say? Like, okay, the jig is up. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was when she said an official statement. And she doesn't reference this other blog at all. But she says it's unfortunate for us to have to say, but we're going to officially stop the project entirely by April 30th. So that also gives you a sense of the timeline of things because Leela's death was end of December. Like it was December 28th. And I remember because I started um, college in January of 2015 that that was around the time where there was just a lot of discourse around it on Tumblr. And then the Lula Project was announced really not that long after that. Maybe February. Yeah, and it is mentioned briefly in this post, but it's not just Tumblr users that fell for this. Um, Because, you know, maybe if you weren't around then, you might be rightly wondering, like, why did people trust this person who claimed to work at NASA at 20 years old? Um, with their money, but no, like if you Google the Leela project, a lot of the results that show up are not Tumblr, but um, legitimate media outlets and like different small um, like LGBT community groups who are giving publicity to this project. Um, But yeah, so she says that we're going to officially stop the project entirely by April 30th. We're going to remove our PayPal donation link from our blog as well as our GoFundMe page from their website on April 15th. And we're going to stop accepting clothing slash Amazon donations on April 30th. We've been doing our best to keep the project alive by hosting bake sales at over a dozen local high schools and colleges to support our shipping expenses, but we just aren't receiving the monetary support we need in order to continue sending packages to the underprivileged trans men and women who request our assistance. We have enough to hopefully last until mid to late April, but even that's a stretch. Ever since mainstream media dropped Leela, Our support dwindled dramatically, and we don't have the support we had when we first started. As of right now, our care packages are simply makeup or clothes as we can't afford to restock on wigs, binders, STPs, silicone bra inserts, and other miscellaneous items. As a result, we feel that it's irresponsible to keep the project going if we aren't going to continue making the progress we wish to make. Any requests we receive after this notice are going to be sorrowfully declined unless they are requests for prom slash homecoming dresses. We currently have over 1,000 requests in our queue, and volunteers have already begun emailing slash responding to previous requesters who aren't going to receive any assistance due to lack of money to cover shipping costs. Any leftover makeup or clothing donations are going to be donated to local LGBT centers, specifically LGBT centers that focus on youth, youth homelessness, and are located in communities of color. We are absolutely grateful to have had the opportunity 
thanks to our supporters to assist the approximately 120 underprivileged trans people we have so far. If it weren't for your support, we wouldn't have been able to do any of this. But please don't let this project ending stop any of you from doing what you can to support the <laughs> transgender community. An alarmingly high uh, number of trans teenagers have died by suicide since Leela's death. So, evil. Um, with them to end it on that note, uh, just I, you know, want to reiterate again that evil is happening here. This is a dark post. Um, yes, I remember <laughs> and, a core. I just had a core memory unlocked of people making fun of the bake sale part, where they're like, the "Oh my god, part is really funny." Yeah, you know, honestly, what's, I, I what's remember people. Hilarious about all of this is that if the problem with continuing the project is lack of funds. That's when you fundraise. That's when you say, hey, like, this has been going really well. Like, we've been so successful that we've exhausted our funds. Mm -hmm. We need to fundraise to keep doing this thing that we've already done the groundwork yeah, that, for. That means it's good, which means pretty much, like, it, it's, it's literally just evidence that you can bring to, like, donors, like, real donors mm -hmm. That is like, look, how look at what we did. nonprofits, which should be abolished, but that is, that's how they work. They get funds to do things. Then they do things with that money and ideally keep receipts and documentation of it and have um, something to show to say, hey, that money that you gave me, it worked. I, I accomplished something with it. We need more to keep doing that. So this post is just very misleading because she makes mm, a reader who is interpreting this with more good faith than she ever deserved think that if only she got a little bit more money, um, that she could keep it going. And so, of course, what did people do? They slid into her inbox and they were like, Zubat, how much money do you need? Like, I only have a part-time job because I'm in high school or like I got some money from financial aid for college. How much do you need? And she got more money that way. Um, Um, I think I, I'm trying to find very specifically, because I remember when this happened, um, a former friend of her, Steve or Steven, came forward and they brought up on their experience of, of Alex and AKA Zubat staying with them in their apartment oh, while I the, have the project post. was going on. I got the post. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's I it. Got it. Like oh, it's here we go. <laughs> So, like, not only were they being evil to other people, they were being evil to their friends, which I think is is a particularly like good indicator of their personality. <laughs> a lot of these Tumblr scammers, um, at their core, are just deeply messy people. Because this mm -hmm. was, you know, like this was before Instagram fame was a thing. But I, as someone that did not have even close to the amount of reach that Alex did on Tumblr um, with my like few thousands of followers, I was able to 
ask for a lot if I if yeah. I needed things. I was not really um, really ever asking for money on Tumblr, but every uh, birthday I had, I would post um, problematic but an Amazon wish list, um, and yeah. I would be getting birthday gifts from people that I had never met that I didn't follow. Um, I got sent an affiliate link once for a clothing store that I checked out and I decided I liked. And then I shared the link and I made a bunch of money off of that. Like there were already a lot of things that you could do with your following that was like mm, at least quasi legitimate Mm -hmm. that was also more sustainable. Like you can keep making money off of ads if you start a charity, you have to see that through (laughs) (laughs) or else that's it. And that's what happened with her. And that's what happened with a lot of other people like that, where they do some kind of big project, not all of theirs evil in the same way, but just like something large that requires genuine results. Very Sean King, Um, Mm. You know, and then like not being able to deliver on those results. And so as a consequence of that, having to leave the platform entirely, whereas if they did something small um, or just like directly asked for money for no reason or did ads or something could have, you know, had a continued stream of income. So I feel like the fact that none of them thought of that just like speaks to the the mess yeah, um, I think the, the only the only difference between like a Tumblrina scammer and like a Sean King or an Instagram influencer is that they have an agent that they answer to, and a Tumblrina does not. An agent. Mm-hmm. The, the reason you can only see messiness yeah, on an Instagram. Yeah, they've got lawyers, and like the only reason you'll the only times you'll see um, messiness bleed through. Um, like true messy drama bleed through with like an Instagram influencer is because their agent is asleep and they're doing this at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Like that's kind of how you can kind of differentiate like a Tumblr person. That's just like pure human nature just coming right through Um, or at least their pure human nature. I wouldn't say like all of human society is as evil as like, let's say Zubat but um, it definitely is more of like pure raw energy rather than like say an Instagram influencer who's a little more curated um, partially just because it's tied so much more to their income. Whereas like Tumblr mm-hmm. was a lot more monetizable in a lot of ways, which makes yeah. it and still unintentionally is. good. <laughs> like yeah. at least better news. I, mean, I, I do think that Sean King is like, Zubat reincarnated because he is doing the same kind of like foul evilness of um, making a lot of money using the legacy of someone else's death um, and like specifically doing things in their name um, when that person like when that that is all that that person maybe has left and i mean in in leela's case it is really just so egregious and evil because that's the name that she chose um Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that she had at least from the sense that i got from her blog that belonged to her and so to take it and use it to the point where 
now it is like in many ways associated with this scam. Like, how dare you? How dare you, Alex, do that? If I see you, it's on site. Um, yeah. But I did find their friend's post. Their friend is Jean-Luc Gohard on Tumblr. Um, I found it on the Wayback Machine, so I'm not sure if you would be able to find it by just looking up their name. But um, I do like reading people's Tumblr usernames aloud, and I also think it's important to share your sources. So this is someone that was a mutual of hers and was a friend of hers, and they said, I was staying quiet on the whole Alex slash Zubat thing because some part of me hoped the Exposing Alex blog would find something that proved it was all a big misunderstanding, but the evidence stacks and stacks, and there's no real question. And the email they just posted that talks about Alex not saying thank you after too big of a favor hit too close to home. I admit I started getting suspicious a few months ago when they came to New York and crashed at our apartment. I'll let Parr talk about the things she witnessed and noticed during that time, but I noticed things as well. Like they had a brand new MacBook that they had purchased within a week of the trip and a brand new Michael Kors bag and multiple suitcases stuffed with mostly designer clothes and a full tub of makeup, probably four or $5,000 worth of camera equipment and how they went out drinking every night and bought two tickets to a Broadway show and they dropped their new iPhone 6 in the snow and their cell phone provider said they'd have to wait a day to get a replacement so they bought a new one on the spot so they wouldn't have to wait even though they had two phones, which is something we never ask questions about. This is after being totally broke on the previous trip here in November, frequently asking for donations and commissions, which, by the way, um, as an aside, not in the post, but Alex was taking commissions for stolen art um, prior to the Mm -hmm. Luna project. Um, But previous trip where they were asking (laughs) for donations and commissions throughout November. They never once mentioned the Leela project. They mentioned that they had just finished school and bought the plane ticket here as a graduation present to themselves and that they had been calling their ex a lot, which surprised us, but we left alone because it wasn't really our business. Told stories about working at a grocery store in the last state that they lived in, talked about things that happened on the previous trip, complained that their blog's ad revenue had fallen from its steady 500 a month, went on and on about making vines and how the viner they were seeing was so perfect and dreamy and they missed him and all the Tinder dates they went on at least once and usually more per day while here, belittled and insulted Parr, made excuses for being a discourteous house guest and turned our living room into a pigsty and so on, but never even once mentioned the Leela Project which we thought was weird since it had to have been taking up a lot of their time for all the work they were supposedly doing. They didn't say thank you when they left or do their dishes or clean up the parts of the mess that weren't going to, or that weren't going with them in the lift to the hotel they stayed at the last night. They claimed it was by JFK and they were staying there to make it easier to catch their flight, but then posted a view from the room that was clearly from the east side of Manhattan, which is about 20 minutes further from JFK than our apartment is. We didn't press it too much when two weeks later I saw them post that their bank had been hacked and 700 had been stolen while I was at work on the overnight and Parr showed me after I woke up that they had deleted their post and posted that their PayPal had been hacked and 800 stolen not 12 hours later. Even stranger, they told Parr while they were staying on our couch that their PayPal had been hacked and $700 stolen. So we backed away. 
Not completely, but mostly. I can't speak for par, but some part of me hoped that there would be a rational or reasonable explanation or that I was misremembering some parts of the story. Something other than this person we let in our home, fed, allowed to sleep on our couch, watched out for when drunk, consoled when upset, and so on, was the type of person who would take advantage of people to such a monstrous degree. Being an ungrateful house guest and friend is one thing. This is another thing entirely. It's shameful and disgusting, and I hope that they feel enough remorse to make it right, but they're certainly not welcome in my home anymore. Um, and then I guess the other friend mentioned has a follow-up post where they just confirmed that this information was true and that they were regularly yeah. going out and spending a lot of money on drinks and on makeup. Um, and yeah, shortly um, after this Tumblr account exposing Alex cropped up, they did start posting about their bank account being hacked and then like their PayPal being hacked and asking for donations. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason that she deleted her post about her bank, because I went through the notes, was that people asked, well, why didn't you just tell the people who, because she was claiming that this was the bank account that was used for donations, um, which I'm sure was also just like her personal bank account, but she yeah. was claiming that these were donations that were stolen. And so people commented, why don't you just have those people ask their bank to reverse the false charges, um, you, which was a thing you can do. Uh, <laughs> I... And so that was when they, they switched their tone to PayPal. So again, like very messy. I'd also just like to point out that there are so many details in this story that are very 2016. Vivid. Or tw like... Vivid. Or it's very 2015, I guess, right? Because it's, yeah, still yeah. when the, the Lila project was going on, but the the iPhone 6. Uh, <laughs> the, the Viner. If you, yeah, if you know the who the Viner is, please, please email us if you know who this Viner specifically is that they are probably lying about dating. Because I just, oh, wow. yeah. The idea... Like the idea what if it's of Logan like Paul? I don't know. What if it's Logan Paul? Oh my god! If what it's, if it's Logan? Logan Paul? Is Logan into like alt chicks, like tattoos? Mm, I feel like definitely not. But maybe yeah. maybe like on the low. Yeah. Like maybe he was secretly dating Zubat. <laughs> she like has a lot of older posts about like. Um, wishing that she was a suicide girl which is so cringe she she needs to have deleted that like immediately after posting it um but i think this like i mean makes it very clear what was happening with the money from the leela project yeah she bought a fucking michael kors bag off of a dead trans teens suicide yeah and designer of clothes all the bags, of all the bags that you could buy i don't think any of them would make it okay but a michael kors bag disgusting what broadway show did they buy two tickets to do you think it was hamilton might i think it hamilton. might have been Mormon. around Book that time Mormon, potentially yeah. yeah so like Ugh, yeah, I oh I'm like getting also angry the, again the just thinking about it. 
the two phones, I think is a really weird detail where like they, they bring up, they're like, I think it was suspicious that she had two phones. I don't know why she had two phones. What does she need two phones for? Like, there's just something immediately if someone has multiple phones and they're not working in like an environment where you would need like a work phone. Like I get there are certain like, I, you know, I lived in LA for a while. I know there are people who have industry phones that are given to them by their company. Maybe not as much anymore just because we have like laptops and shit. But like, I just feel like immediately if someone has two phones and buys one because their phone gets dropped in the snow, it would take a day, just a day to get a new one. And you buy a new one with money from the name of a dead trans girl. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many just like little, the thing is with Alex is that she's like almost the summation of like almost every Tumblr scam where she just kind of spider webs off into like a million different directions of just like lies, just this web of lies. That's just everywhere. Like stolen art. Really strikes me when you go through her Tumblr account, is the amount of personal crises that she has that she is sharing with her audience. And I've gone through a number of like personal crises myself. Like sometimes things happen back to back, but it's always um, my ex leaked my nudes. I need money. Why? Mm -hmm. Why are those two things related? Um, My glasses are broken. I need new glasses. I need money. That would make a little bit more sense. Sure. Um, like, it's, but it's just always, every week, there was a different thing. And I think that, well, I'm interested in, in what your thoughts are, because I think that she always intended to steal, but I think mm-hmm. that she thought that she could keep the Leela project going in a way that was partly legitimate so that she could have a um, ongoing stream of income without having to um, come up with a new lie on Tumblr every week. Because a lot of these donations on GoFundMe were recurring donations. I don't think GoFundMe lets you do that anymore, but they did at the time. So a lot of them, yeah, were recurring donations because this was um, a project that, clearly would need to be sustained indefinitely if it was functional and successful. And I think people understood that and wanted to lend what support they could, um, which also makes her like bake sale explanation very (laughs) like, it's so normal for charities to pause on their work until they receive more funding. Um, and not like pull the plug on the the project. Although after another exposing Alex post um, that, you know, pretty much called bullshit on her bake sale thing, she did say that the Leela project was never a charity and that she never claimed that it was and that she attempted to register it as a 501c3, but that the process took too long. Um, <laughs> and so it never happened. Um, but I, I looked it up, setting up a 501c3 in California is a hundred dollars. Um, yeah, it's very easy. It's very, very easy. 
Um, yeah. I did, and, I did and think that would be cut down on her shipping costs too, because you get breaks, yeah. you get tax breaks, mm-hmm. and you get discounts on all kinds of things when you can like, claim that it's going towards charitable purposes. It would in um, fact make her scam easier in the long mm-hmm. run. Like you could shave yeah. off more off the top if you could get those tax cuts. If you could, you know, I'm not giving anybody tips here. Um, on how to, you know, you can do a different kind of scam with a different kind of people. But this, this is not okay. But also, yeah, like the way that she did it was just incredibly stupid. And she has a follow up post that I'm not going to read, because it is just like a laundry list of the different expenses that she claims to have. Um, Almost for the and, IRS, because like, it feels like it's not for us. It's for, like, some guy auditing her. Like, it's... Yeah, like, and she's like, shooting is really expensive. Um, buying makeup is really expensive. Whatever. But... She, like, her mother like, was a volunteer. Again, um, yeah, like, you could... Yeah, you could have been getting a tax break on all of that. And I think the other thing about this that I feel like is important to to say outright is that there were already other organizations like this, already other community groups that do what she was trying to do and had been doing it successfully for years. If you like are tapped in to like your local LGBT community and you ask someone who like is involved in community organizing. Um, you know, where do I go to donate clothes so that it goes to a trans person who needs, you know, a new wardrobe or like additions to their wardrobe? They will have a resource already for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that I notice on TikTok. I see it on. Twitter. I also see it in real life where people um, have an idea about how to address like some need that they've spotted. And instead of first checking to see if like maybe anyone else has that idea and if they can support them, start their own thing. Because her um, explanation towards Zan was like, this was just a really overwhelming um project for me to undertake i'm only like a small uwu bpd like bean and i just couldn't yeah couldn't make it work um i got overwhelmed so that like that was when she changed her tune between like the, the cost of it um and now it was a mental health thing but that's why you don't have to do things alone like that's what community organizing is about. Um, and I it's just like I think also what tells me that her intention was to use like her considerable platform to just like raise as much money as possible. And I think maybe she thought she could keep it going kind of, but like skim off the top because she could have directed her followers to um, either like ways to find local organizations that were doing the same thing um, or or, like something of that kind. Because this is not the only thing that is like the Leela Project. 
or even like frankly direct GoFundMe's to trans individuals. There's lots of them, even at the time, of just yeah. a lot of trans people who make their own GoFundMe's about, hey, can you help me with my with my surgery or with my move out from a dangerous location? Can you help me with this or that? You know, there are things that you can do even, you know, on, on a scale. I think, you know, part of the reason this took off in a way, and this isn't me like trying to like discourage this behavior because once again, we, you know, I and we as a group believe in community organizing, but there's like this sense on Tumblr, I think at the time where like you kind of wanted to be almost like even people who were just donating kind of wanted to be the main character in the sense that yeah. they wanted to like donate to something bigger and better than just like individual helping out of your like through mutual aid and community. Um, and I'm not saying that that's like necessarily a bad thing. It's a, it's a good thing to want, you know, to want to like help in bigger and better ways than just, you know, cause like, mm -hmm. obviously we can all get discouraged in, I think a lot of mutual aid in sense of like, okay, we're, we're just kind of passing the same $20 around and like nothing, like it gets, it can get frustrating. Like I understand, yeah. but like at a certain point, like you have to wonder like, if you don't really know where that same $20 is being cycled through, if you don't know where it's going, like, what do you really know about the project that you're supporting here? Um, you know, in a sense. Yeah, I think that there is a really um, significant difference between approaching something from the desire to be a leader versus like wanting to organize for a better future. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't even know if, if Zubat wanted to be a leader, honestly, because that would be yeah. assuming more good intentions than I think she had. But I think some of the people who were excited about the Leela project, um, like, were approaching it from that misguided place, um, rather than maybe looking for, like, smaller ways or ways that are less... Like that seem more thankless, I guess. Yeah. Um, that they could realize, like again, like this did not, even if it was successful, meet Leela's call to action. No. Which was about community care and support. And just like you know, the almost just the the rescuing of other people who would be in her situation. Her exact mm -hmm. situation. Like, if Leela got clothes from a stranger, maybe that like would have felt nice to her. Maybe it would have made her feel appreciated. I don't know her, but it really did seem like what she was looking for were people who could make her feel okay being herself in a way that her parents were not. And like having a community, she mentions in her letter that she feels like the only outcome for her is being a very lonely woman. Yeah. And there was no one to tell her. And I think even now there's a lot. I think we've, you know, I, I would like to end um, on a positive note almost in the sense that I do think like things have in a sense gotten at, le at least, you know, uh, you and I are not are not one for like representation politics, but I think that like in a certain sense, like there's been a much more widespread effort to show trans joy and people within mm. like like who are having like 
uh, who are living a life that is completely and authentically them, which is, I think, something that Leela would have wanted more than anything, um, was to see more of that in, you know, in her life as well as others. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're getting closer to realizing Leela's wishes every day and we have to struggle together to make it happen. And I am like hopeful for the future, definitely. And I think maybe, I don't know if this is positive, but I think the final piece of the Zubat story is (laughs) how this woman was chased the fuck not off just Tumblr, but off the internet. You cannot see her online without also seeing dozens, if not like hundreds sometimes of people in the comment section letting other people in the comment section know who this person is and what she did and how she hasn't... um, made any amends for it and um most of the time she just ends up deleting her account i do not think i have seen her since 2015 um with the same instagram handle for more than like three or four months she has yeah. to change it all the time and people find it. And honestly, they very respectfully, given the circumstances, tell her like that she owes people money um, and also tell whoever her potential new audience is like what this person did. I found a hilarious post on Tumblr, of course, from <laughs> 2019, so like pretty recently, but uh, it goes like, hey, do you remember that Tumblr user Zubat who pretended to be Native American and also said that they were a nurse and a paleontologist and worked at NASA and then stole artwork from people to make money and then set up the Leela Project um, before disappearing off the internet, changing their name and pretending to be Asian? Well, they're in a Facebook dog spotting group that I'm in. So I commented on their post and told everyone about the Leela Project and provided sources and warned them all that the person posting was one of the biggest scam artists in recent internet history. And then I got in trouble with the admins for making accusations. Oh, no. So I messaged an admin. (laughs) I'm like... I love the community of internet sleuthers that just absolutely uh-huh. will find, will will track and find. I know we made fun of parasocial haters before, but I think this is no, this is this the, is not parasocial. This is I am, <laughs> this is righteous. Uh, I mean, I don't even hate her. I get. Well, no, I do. I do. I do hate her. She's got to go. She's she going does. to hell, and I'd like to drag her down there. Um, but I think that. What is really just, I think, charming about this is that typically haters congregate in a place like they're on a forum or like, you know, in like a discord server or something. And they're all just like spending their time talking about one person. Um, That is not what happens with uh, with uh, Zubat. It is instead like 
someone anywhere, anywhere online, like whether it's Twitter or Tumblr or elsewhere, will be like, hey, I found Zubat's new account. And immediately (laughs) people are like, okay, like it's time to go. Like she got kicked off IMDb. (laughs) Her model mayhem page got taken down. Not model mayhem. Like, which, by the way, I found I went through the edits because you can do that with the Wayback Machine. And she is currently or like before it was taken down, um, she was listing herself as. uh, Is it Native uh, American? That's what I'm saying. Well, first she was listing herself as like not applicable for race, which I guess could also stand for Native American. But then before that was Native American, but also listed her skin as white. But I just think like the, yeah, the dream of community organizing is realized every time that someone anywhere online says, hey, I found Zubat. And then people just like go and get her account wherever it is shut down she's trying to be an influencer not to do ageism but she is 29 now so i just really don't see that happening for her um also like the other things not at the current rate of just like veracity that people get to when they when they find her new accounts like I think, I think the timeline is starting to wane mm-hmm. a little bit. the The sands of of time, the hourglass, is just taken on by for for Miss Zubat here, and I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and I think that people tend to look better in their thirties than they do in their twenties, but probably not her, since she like legitimately got cosmetic surgery to give herself. Uh, well, she called them slanted eyes, oh, no. is what she said. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, like, the, the moral of the story is if Tumblr u- user Zubat told you that she was going to use the funds from the sale of the Brooklyn Bridge to LGBT teens, you should tell her no. And you should, like... Go find, like, a trans person that lives in your town and give them $20 and, like, ask them to hang out if you're normal mm-hmm. and don't bother them <laughs> if you're not. And maybe <laughs> while you're at it, push uh, Zubat off the Brooklyn Bridge and then the evil will finally be defeated. Yeah, take her to Brooklyn. <laughs> take her to Brooklyn and push her off the bridge. Zubat... You are going to Goodbye. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I do love that. Like, I think that no one knows how to cancel the way that Tumblr knows how to cancel. Yeah. I think it truly, like, I remember back uh, a while ago when the tramp stamps, if you're familiar with what happened with them and on TikTok, I won't really go into it too much, but they were industry plants and then they went, they got chased off TikTok. It took them, it took TikTok literally like, six weeks for them to get tramp stamps off their platform. You know how long it took Tumblr? A day. I think like maybe 48 hours before they deleted their blog. And they just did that simply by tweeting, by not tweeting, sorry, reblogging the words bug ass at them for like literally hours on end. Just 
just changed. Oh, I love that. I love that. I mean, the quality of bullying on Tumblr is still better, I think, than it is anywhere else. Um, yeah, Twitter is like for calling yeah. the manager. It's just it's, not bullying. Like that can have harmful effects, I guess, but it's just not, it doesn't hit emotionally the same way. Nice your manager, and I think the people on TikTok are too concerned with like appearance-based insults um but like not in like a funny way like it's just like kind of elementary school bullying um which i guess like in addition to like not being woke is also just boring lots of lots of just calling people 25 which doesn't hurt if you are 25 and if you're not you know making rap songs about how you're a millennial oh like my face is chiseled and sexy and you look like a baby or just like yeah, like oh no i'm like i'm old enough to rent a car <laughs> oh no what will happen to me wizened old hag i thought you guys were the feminist generation what happened to any woman can do anything now all of a sudden if they're 25 to 27 they can't do anything interesting interesting Anyway, um, yeah, they're just way too concerned with the parents. Yeah, call me when Gen Z chases Charlie <laughs> D'Amelio off TikTok. I don't know what she's done. I don't, I don't think she's done something. anything. But I would like to see the, you know, if we have cancel culture, allegedly, I'd like to see some cancellations happen. Because Zubat's canceled. She can't even take pictures <laughs> of dogs. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. That we true. should we should end the podcast for today. Um, please please follow us on Twitter. Goodbye. Email us. <laughs> I'm not gonna say please. Follow us on Twitter. Email us. Slide into my yes. DMs, not Kendall's. Kendall does not want to talk to you, but I do want to talk they are, to you. They we're are friends. your friends. We're real friends that hang out. Um, potentially we will have our Patreon set up, uh, where we do have it set up, but they are gatekeeping us. So we'll see, we'll see. But the moment it goes live, I'm expecting everyone to give us, uh, one to $100, (laughs) (laughs) you know, as, as Marx once said from each, according to their ability to each, according to their needs and me and Kendall need like many hundreds of dollars, um, with which we will be uh, implementing. You know, you know, Mark said socialism. Mark said communism is when you have stuff, and um, we, as the best leftists, mm-hmm. the best online leftists, um, should have them. Or you know, I'm not a leftist. We gotta retire that word because it puts me in conversation with people that are. <laughs> well, as the me. hottest online communists, we deserve the most stuff. So give Thank us money. <laughs> the most stuff, exactly. Um, do we have friends whose work yeah. we want to share this week besides the usual suspects of eating for free, validate, and um, let's shout out our beautiful <laughs> cover artist um, who made our cover art. Yes, Fitzy. They are Jersey Devil and Company on Twitter and on Instagram. Their name on TikTok is Ritzy Fitzy. 
We will link it. They made our cover art by wonderful friend Steven um, of Clout Dynasty fame. Um, helped yes, with our intro. Yes, wonderful. Music. We love you, Steven. Um, and we love you, Fitzy. And yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, stream eating for free. Follow, validate, and play it when it comes out. Buy it. Um, and stream Mechanical mm-hmm. Freak. And I think that's it. Or else. or else. Or else. Literally or else. You know, we'll dox you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do you like you. they did Zubat. <laughs> we'll dox you. We'll run you off the internet, and all of your social media accounts will be gone. Um, <laughs> so, in summation, give us money, follow our friends, and follow us everywhere. Um, and that's a demand, not a request. And that's, and that's also common. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't want smoke. I just want smoke. Cock is one of my favorite tastes. I don't want smoke, I just want to smoke. The American when I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Not I only smoke, that, I feel like the balls smell amazing. Yeah, I like green because it makes me lean. And I smoke high because I'm blowing clouds. When I hit high, then it's time to smoke. They are dangerous people. Like, I cannot get it far enough down my throat to be satisfied. I don't want smoke. I'm only satisfied when I feel those intense, powerful, salty, hot pumps of cum down my throat. I just want to smoke. This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic.